following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. Coming to you live on tape on this Thursday, October 19th, 2023. Super early on a Thursday or super late on a Wednesday, uh, depending on how you're scoring at home. But we are steadily approaching week seven of the NFL season. And recording the show early this week, we have been doing it previously on Saturdays or Sunday mornings as uh, my brother and I, our lives have been utterly crazy uh, with him. He had his second child. Congratulations to Chris earlier in the year. And as for me, I decided to double up on coaching soccer, which I have done pretty much every year uh, since my youngest Mace has actually been involved in the rec soccer program. However, this is the first year that his games are competitive in the sense that they actually have you know, uniforms, they play other teams, it's organized soccer, whereas uh, previously it was just kind of organized within the town itself, and you know they were like makeshift games, but they weren't real games, right? Uh, but what I did not know was that these games were on the same day. And so coaching both teams creates scheduling issues as I have to go from one, which is usually at one, to the other that's usually at three. So my Sundays this year have just been an absolute fucking mess. And while I usually get to watch at least one game, I have been catching halves of games, basically the Sunday-Monday night games, Thursday if it's okay. And I usually on Saturdays get to... You know, kind of sit back, relax, watch all the condensed games, catch up during the week. But you know what? With I also signed my young son up for football. So I have been shuttling him either to football or to soccer, then trying to get my oldest son to his soccer practice. And before you know it, I'm on the fucking Daytona Speedway just doing circles and right-hand fucking turns over and over and over again. Or is it left-hand turns? Which way did they go? I don't fucking know. But anyway, uh, it's just life is just a fucking circle. I'm on the hamster wheel and fucking... And it's just, it, time is ticking away. It's ticking away. So anyway, we haven't got to do the show on Thursdays like we usually do uh, until I had to do it today. And the reason why is I had to do it today. Oh, clock, would you fucking turn down and stop already? Not me, the clock, you dummy. Um, so anyway, I am going to be a flying a down to Wake Forest University to celebrate... The 25th reunion of my graduation. 
Although, kudos to me. <laughs> I didn't graduate on time. I, uh, I fucking took an extra semester. I, I uh, fucked up my major because uh, I, like many a child, went to college with absolutely no fucking plan. I thought it was super cool to go to college and then party my face off. And I would just graduate and then get a job, you know, because I went to a good college. And that's what happens because you hang a piece of paper in somebody's face and they go, oh, yeah, oh, my God, you graduated college. Here's a fucking job. Fucking doesn't work that way. So, uh, anyway, uh, I am going down to enjoy uh, a trip down, my first trip down, down to Wake Forest University since I graduated a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, but anyway, yes, yeah, so kudos to me. I took an extra semester. So, uh, most of these people actually graduated on time, and then I had to uh, go back for another uh, three, four-month bid. So, I I actually could enjoy a second trip next year, which is actually the uh, class that I walked with. So I, uh, I get to spread myself as wide as possible and, and, and see as many people as I can. And uh, and then just sit there and be like, oh, no, I, I relate to you guys. And I relate to you guys because I graduated with you, but I came into school with you. And blah, 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 yeah. Super popular bitch. No, I'm fucking uh, disaster. So... To the NFL uh, we go. I lost somewhere. I was talking about week seven and this. You know, we're getting close to soccer. I mean, I, this soccer. We're getting close to Halloween. I'm talking about soccer. Talking about my kids, and that's where I'm going with this one. And Halloween's next week, but. Oddly enough, my kid, he want oldest, uh, my youngest does not have any clue what he wants to be for Halloween, but my oldest does. So he wanted to get all of his stuff early this year because he didn't want the prices to go up. He didn't want to get, uh, you know, froze out and uh, any popular costume that he might have interest in uh, get sold out and then he's screwed. So he decides out of nowhere and, and bless his soul, he, he comes up with <laughs> these ideas for Halloween costumes and they're just... They're really random. They're they're kind of sometimes they're things that are, uh, you know, they're characters or whatever costumes that are relevant to things that he's doing. And then sometimes they're like not right. Like one year he was Spyro the Dragon, which is like wow, Spyro, holy shit! Uh, I was like that was like a video game when I was in college, and I don't I've never even seen do Spyro. Uh, but anyway, this year. I guess he, he finished up one of my old Xbox 360 games. He finished up one of the Call of Duties. I, I don't know which one it was. Modern Warfare, maybe. Uh, and all of a sudden, he's like, I want to be Ghost. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck Ghost is, but uh, who is Ghost? Ghostface Killer? What? And he said, no, from Call of Duty, I want to be Ghost. So he orders, and I swear this story is going somewhere. Uh, so he orders all of this you know, a ghost costumes. It, it, you know, he makes it up for himself, buys himself kind of like a flak jacket type deal, gets himself, um, a, a elbow shoulder pads also buys himself a mask. That's got the eyes cut out, but it's got a design on the front. And uh, then he also got himself black gloves for his hands you know, and he's basically going to be like this, you know, special forces op, you know, badass killer, <laughs> which is, you know, I mean, I remember when they were like, oh, keep guns and all that shit out of Halloween. Well, no, nah, it's like everybody likes video games nowadays. Kids love video games. And so he, he was Jason last year, my, my youngest or oldest son, who I, I, I've never seen a fucking Friday the 13th movie ever. Not a one. 
Not a one. When I was his age, I, I think I'd seen all of them, but he had seen not a one. Uh, and he decided he wanted to be Jason. So uh, I, I don't know how he came up with the idea. But this year he wants to be Call of Duty Ghost Guy. So he gets all the stuff. We order it. He gets it. He puts it on. And as you currently know right now in the fucking world, there's this uh, whole Israeli Hamas war going on. And, uh, yeah, there's obviously a terrorism feel to it. There's all kinds of uh, allusions to... Allusions? Not, not illusions. Allusions. Um, allusions to terrorism throughout the world. Uh, this uh, invasion on October 7th is the 9-11 for Israel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it is a, a kind of a, a very sensitive time to uh, to be doing anything military. And he gets all of this shit and he puts it on and holy shit. He looks like a fucking terrorist. There's no way about it. I, I there's You cannot take a picture of him, show it to anybody, and be like, oh yeah, that's like I'm a, a, a United States military special forces guy. Not a chance. That is a fucking terrorist. Suck a motherfucker! I mean, he he looks like he's fucking ISIS. It's like... And boom goes the dynamite. What a disaster. And I don't know what to do. I don't even know, you know, I don't know how to make it not look terrorist because it's like all black. It's all black. And so I don't know what to do. I, I'm going to have to... I think I'm going to have to change the, the mask. I think I'm going to have to change the mask because if, if I get something that's a little more... St- like a skeleton because this one isn't really a skeleton it, it's kind of just like a, a black hoodie with the eyes cut out and I, it just it looks more terrorist than whatever this ghost character was uh, and I, I just don't I don't know what to do I, I, I can't tell him not to wear it right obviously to school you're not putting the hoodie on and you're not bringing any kind of weaponry that's for sure as for walking around the town you know when everybody else is I, I he's gonna probably want to bring some kind of nerf weaponry. I gotta figure out what that is. And then on top I just I don't know. Parents are gonna be like, what the fuck, dude? Your kid's a terrorist? That guy is a disgrace to the uniform. He is. He is. Ah, oh, anyway. Oh, it's good. Not this year, he's not. So, uh, anyway, uh, I digress. So, my brother is not here. That was one of the things I was mentioning, as I said, that we were doing this for the first time on a Thursday. Uh, he could not do it tonight, so he sent me all of his picks. I am going to present them. Uh, I have you know, present them. Uh, anybody for the South Park, if you remember that episode. Um, oh, how would you like to suck my balls? Present them. Uh, so I will have his picks and present them uh, to you uh, along with everything that I did. So uh, we'll do our usual. We'll do all four downs. It just will be no Chris to chime in and keep me company and, and you know, keep you guys from stabbing your ears out with uh, the nearest pencil that is, uh, you know, right on your desk there. So, uh, But we'll do our usual. So we'll do down uh, last week. We'll go through the top three games, and then we'll go through the rest of the schedule, followed finally by our gambling picks, which I I can't do anything this year. I am just shot to shit. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm dead in the water. My brother's been floating 
Uh, but I have not. I, I, I don't know what to do here. I, every time I, I swing, I kind of get back to where I was, but I'm still under. And then last week, I took a big swing, and I, I fucking whiffed everywhere. It was, just, it was just brutal because I really kind of liked what I had last week. And I think analyzing it, you know, if, if you are a gambler, if you are an investor, if you play poker, if you do anything uh, utilizing your money uh, where it is, a, you know, let's say a zero-sum game where you can lose, uh, you will understand bankroll management and, you know, trying to control how much you are going to invest on any given bet, investment, etc., you know. So I think that what I've done is I've just increased my my per bet amount to the point that it's just a net negative so long as you don't so long as you just keep losing. And that that's what's really done me in, right? And so yeah, two weeks ago I did good because I had done it fight San Francisco. I really liked them and I went heavy on that. You know, like that's how you're supposed to do anything. Like you, you try to Make the winners big and make the losers small. And uh, you know, it's just not an easy thing to do. And so last week, I, you know, I just got crushed because that San Francisco game, uh, you know, really did me in. That really did me in. That, that, that hit me in one of my teases, which happened to me, my biggest bet of the week. I needed them by four, so I don't even think, even with all the shit that happened in that game, that they could have actually won it had not those things gone their way, you know, but you never know. Anyway, that game crushed me, and then the Philadelphia game killed one of my other bets, and that would have come in. So uh, the, the two favorites of the week that I had teased down in both games both ended up screwing me because they lost. And then nothing else I did I worked out. My best bet of the week was Chicago, and I... You know, you know you're just a, a a shitty gambler when you say your best bet is the Chicago Bears in the year 2023. And not only have I done it once, I've done it twice this fucking year, which is why I am a complete and utter zilch. I'm terrible. I'm fucking a bum. Just. <sighs> Not good. Not good. Anyway, um, so uh, I lost everything last week, and I went all the way down to 7,000. My brother's, uh, you know, kept his head above water. I think he's at like 7,700 or something to that effect. But uh, I ended up whiffing. You know, Chicago hit me there. That was uh, a money line. I thought they were going to win outright. And then Philadelphia and San Francisco, and those three zapped my uh, multi-leg bets. Uh, You know, two teases and a parlay. I just... You know, suck a motherfucker. So let's uh, continue on. Let's go into first down here. We will go through what happened last week. As I already gave you an update on the gambling aspect, let's go through the rest of the numbers. Here we go. First down. So we've been going through it all year, and at least for the past four weeks in a row, the favorites have seemed to pull ahead a little bit here. They won over the Dogs last week, 9-5. That puts them at 53% on the year. Of those Dogs, again, 4-1 outright. 
One that didn't win was the fucking goddamn Chicago Bears. But the four of the teams won. Four of the five dogs that came in won outright. The one dog that did not win their game were the Giants. I mean, ugh. Where's my, uh... It sucks to be a Giant fan, but they were the one dog that did not win their game. Home dogs were 3-3. Three and three, Nothing there. It's 44% on the year. Unders have come in spectacularly. It has been the year of unders. They were 12-2 this week. 64% on the year. As for teasers... Uh, if you went on the lines, they were 19-9 and nine across the board. Dogs are still doing better than the favorites this year, coming in at 73%. In total, uh, the lines are coming in at 70% on the teases. As for the points total, it was big-time unders, as you would expect. They were 12-2 and two on the unders, and they're coming in at 73% for the year. As for uh, all of the point totals, they were 18-10. and 10. Last week, teams with a halftime lead were 11 and three last week. So now we're at 76% on the year for turn the game off at halftimeville, and uh, that uh, looks probably continue. I mean that that is year in and year out. Obviously, there's it's not as black and white as turn off the TV because obviously the, the lead can exchange back and forth in the second half. But you know, sure enough. It's something, because statistically, it always comes in above 70%, usually around 76%. Uh, We also started tracking, or at least I started talking about, pros versus Joes last week. Pros came in last week. They were 2-1 to over the Joes. The pros picked the Vikings and the Commanders. The Joes picked the Texans in those games. If you don't know what pros Joes is, it's when the Sharps and the money go on one side and the ticket total go on the other. It's the pros on one, Joes on the other. How did Chris and I do? I was 6-8 last week. He was 8-6. He's still better than me, 48% to my 46 The money, the pros, the money pool was 7-7 last week, and that equals what they are in the year, 50%. The tickets went under 50% last week at 6-8, but are 52% on the year, and then Sharps were 8-5, 46% on the year. So, still, the general public has been winning this year. And they stay ahead, even though they had a losing week last week. Uh, I was 1-4 my super picks. Chris was 3-2. and two. He's coming in at 60% on the year with his super picks. I am not. I am just above, a shade above 40%. My best bet lost, as I said. Chris is 1. Chris has also been doing good there. He's 67% now on the year for his best bets. I'm just at an even 50%. And that's about it. We didn't hit our parlays. We're now 0 for 27 on our parlays. 0 for 27! Believe that fucking shit. Teases, I was 0 for 2. He was 0 for 1. Uh, I'm coming in at 36% on the year. And that's kind of what's killing me because same thing happened last year was that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I was doing the teases all the same and the teases just started coming in. And so I was able to come back and repair my bankroll losses and pad my stats with some wins there and actually got up to what whatever it was. I think it was a thousand or fifteen hundred bucks uh, on the year. And then I spent that in the Super Bowl and ended up at even for 2022. Uh, but it, they have not come in this week, uh, this year, I should say, as like I said, 36 percent on my teasers. So no good at all. So where are we going to go next? We will head out to our top three games. And the past couple of weeks have been 
horrific. Really bad. This week is a little bit better. Not a lot better, a little bit, but then again, with the games that we've been getting, you know, over the past couple of weeks, anything is better than that. So, away we go. Second down. And to start things off, I think we will fly over to Philadelphia. Because for Sunday Night Football, we get the best game of the week by far. It is going to be the Eagles taking on the Dolphins in the city of brotherly brotherly love, now home of the brotherly shove, or the tush-push. Eagles are going to be two-and-a-half-point favorites here against the Miami Dolphins, which is a battle of the East, AFC, NFC, possible Super Bowl. You never know. But the Eagles are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. 52 is the over-under. The Sharps are falling on the side of the Dolphins. The tickets and the money are in on the Eagles. 64% of the tickets and 72% of the money. So really the question in this game, I think, ends up being, can Miami continue on this offensive onslaught that they've been just laying into teams? Not perfect, obviously. They have that one loss to the Bills. But otherwise, five wins in the W column. Well, that, that five, uh, the number five in the wins column. Uh, how about we say it that way? That's a little bit better. You know, I said I went to Wake Forest. It sounds like I went to fucking, you know, uh, whatever community college down the street. Not that there's anything wrong with community college. I got it. But, uh, you know, you, one would think and take pride in their education and think that they could be, you know, a, a little, um, I don't know, uh, a better vocabulary, better, well, more well-spoken. Uh, there's a word that I'm looking for for that, uh, and I can't. Articulate? Uh, better articulate, but not me. I'm a fucking asshole. Uh, so uh, Miami Dolphins are 5-1, and one, uh, and they had that one win versus the Buffalo Bills. But their offense has been humming along, and I don't think he's going to come back this week, but they are going to get Jalen Ramsey back in the near future, on the defensive side of the ball, which will only help matters out in that regard. So they could really develop here into the the team to beat across both conferences. I, I think maybe right now that is a title still owned by Kansas City. I'm not quite sure. But Kansas City doesn't have to apply uh, to this game right here, San Francisco too, but I, you know, San Francisco took a a, a little bit of a beating there last week, and uh, raises some questions in that regard. But let's get back to the Sunday night football game here. Uh, like I said, Eagles two and a half point favorites versus the Dolphins. If you're on the Dolphins side, you're basically going to say, look, Tua McDaniel's has this offense just moving and has created a strategy that fits the personnel that they've drafted, traded for. Uh, you know, they put two in. I was not a Tua fan. Uh, I didn't think it was going to get... McDaniel came in, and he has tailored this whole thing to what Tua can do. I, and Tua, to his credit, took a lot of shots last year, went on this whole diatribe this summer about how he went to learn how to slide and learn how to fall and learn how to do this and that to protect his head. I thought it was a joke, and here we are, you know, six weeks in, and he has 
taken quite a beating and has not left the field. He looks great doing what he's doing. Tyreek Hill has been an animal this year with speed, you know, very, I, I think I said this in, last week or the week before, but very Raider Raiders-esque, right? Speed kills. Al, Al Davis just put everybody that can be a fucking sprinter on the on the field and um, let's go. And Tyreek Hill is, is doing that with great efficiency this year and is having a great... I, I wish Waddle was doing that because I have him on my fucking fantasy team and he hasn't done shit. But Tyreek Hill certainly has. So... McDaniel has uh, built this offense the way that he wants, fits his personnel, and, you know, caters to Tua and his strengths. And there really hasn't been much when you watch them that looks that can slow that down. Now they're going to go into Philadelphia, and Philadelphia's defense, for as solid as it is, I, I, I thought it was going to be more dominant. I, I just haven't seen the dominance out of that side of the team that I thought I was going to see when they were going into the season. Now, you know, like, N'Kobe Dean was hurt. I think Fletcher Cox was out last week. So they, they've they battled a little bit on the injury front. But I don't know. When you watch them play, the defense isn't as strong as I thought. And then you watch the offense, and the offense isn't as strong as what I thought. I thought coming off last year, you would have seen an even better performance out of Hertz. And it seems like everything is a little off. And so then you start scratching your head and you go, huh, you know, well, maybe, maybe losing coordinators on both sides of the ball hurts the team. And especially on the offensive side of the team, right? Uh, you know, that that's one of the only things that I can think of. What's the difference? What's the difference in that, right? Minus losing your coordinator, right? I, I currently head coach uh, over at the Colts. So, you know, Steichen leaves, and all of a sudden the offense, you know, takes a step back. Gannon leaves, the defense takes a little bit of a step back. So now they're going to be up against it, going against this uh, jugger, juggernaut, if you will, uh, of the Dolphins. And can they get that done? I say all that, and it sounds as though I would end up picking the Dolphins. I have not. I'm going to go with the Eagles in this one. I'm going to take Eagles and the two and a half. I think that they can rally at home. It is a night game in Philadelphia. It'll be a little colder. Uh, now, you know, Tyreek Hill uh, played in Kansas City, so, you know, he, he battled weathered asses, every football player. Um, but, you know, the whole Dolphins team will have to go up there. It'll it'll be a, a little bit cooler of a night. You know, we're not in the, you know, the middle of winter yet, but um, it will be cooler than what uh, we have experienced previously. Uh, and I think all of that kind of adds to the Eagles. And I just think that the Eagles have this game in them where they get to come home. They just took that loss versus the Jets and they get to look at themselves in the mirror and try to figure out what the hell are we going to do here this year? Are we going to continue to just fucking fumble around and play with our nuts and just be this team that kind of has it, but kind of not? Or are we going to come out here and have a little bit of a statement game against the Dolphins and show them 
you know, I, what this team is really fucking made of. And so I'm, I'm going with that thought process here. Um, I, I, the Dolphins, you know, they end up winning this by 10 points. And, you know, Hill just flies all around the field. I, you know, it wouldn't shock me. However, I'm going to take the Eagles here and the two and a half points. My brother's the complete opposite. He is going to be on the Dolphins. He's been on the Dolphins, I, I feel like, quite a bit. I'm not going to go back through all the weeks now, but I think he's been there, and, and he is going to be there yet again. So, uh, again, Philadelphia for Richard and the Miami Dolphins for Christopher. Uh, with that one said, where are we going to go next? Let's go to let's go to a 1 o'clock game. Now, the Ravens are a real bitch of a team for me because I cannot get my fucking hands around this team for the life of me. Uh, you know, I have picked them. They have shot me in the face. I have picked against them, and they've shot me in the rear end. So here they are going to be home facing off against the Lions. Another great game. And the Ravens are going to be three-point favorites here at home. 42.5 is the over-under. As of right now, the Sharps have not had a lean, but the tickets and the money are on the Lions. Not a lot in the 50s for both those numbers. The Ravens, what you know, look, I, I, I don't think I give them as much credit as they deserve. I start, listen, I listen to a lot of, you know, podcasts and, and media content and I hear everybody else talk about him and then I, I, I've watched their games condensed and I can't get on board with what I hear you know quote unquote experts talking about you know well, the most recent podcast I just listened to earlier today I listened to GM Shuffle with uh, what's his face uh, Lombardi and he was talking about the Ravens and was like they're, they're a good football team they're like sneaky good and they're really coming along they're well coached I, they're always well coached but I just I, I didn't embrace them like that you know and he just came right out and he was just like they're a good game and then I heard Mike Francesa talking he did his on Bet Rivers uh, Bet Rivers app uh, the Mike Francesa podcast and he came out and he also said the same thing, you know, that the Ravens, good team. And I'm like, fuck, what am I missing when I'm watching these games, right? Like, because I'm watching them and I just, I don't see the same thing. But so maybe I just have a little bit too much bias and I've got to take a step back and, you know, reevaluate them. And they both said another thing that I contested, which was that Lamar Jackson's having a fantastic year. I, stat wise, He's done okay, that's for sure. I have him in several fantasy leagues, and he's gotten me a couple of high 20 games, a couple of 10s. But, you know, when I watch it, I just go back to, like, last week's loss. versus Not last week, but two weeks ago, that loss, uh, you know, when he threw it in the end zone. Like, what, you know, what the fuck was that? You know, I don't, I don't know what that was. Obviously, Aguilar dropped the ball prior to that, but you know, throwing that interception in the end zone was just stupid. And then, you know, they go out to London last week, and I end up going with Rabel and and the Tent Titans, thinking that they were going to run the ball and play a little defense. Their defense fucking stunk, and their offense wasn't good either. And it, I couldn't have made a worse pick. Uh, so I looked like an idiot, and then I just sit there and I just stare at the Ravens, and I'm like, why are you guys? fucking screwing me like this. Like, go one way or the other. Either play really well that I can get behind it, uh, you know, or, or, you know, just don't and just make sure that that happens when I pick against you. You know, this constantly, I pick you. I'm the mush. I'm the fucking mush. I I, uh, I pick the team and they shit the bed. Uh, I pick against them and they go nuts. So, I, it is what it is. 
Uh, so anyway, here we have the Ravens favor of the Lions by the three points. In this one, I'm just going to go the other way. And now you got the Lions, who another team that I, I kind of had is giving me problems, especially when discussing. I, I am not an Aaron Glenn fan. I, I think, you know, he was a joke of a coach. I wasn't a big fan of him last year, and their defense wasn't good last year, so it made sense. And again, I think that my bias is a little too, you know, rooted in me because as I'm listening to other people talk, yet again, they keep talking about the Lions defense and how it's good and I'm just like ah and then I watched it you know I did watch that condense and I'm like all right I mean the defense is pretty good now last week I there could have you know I mean Mayfield played pretty bad um and, and I think that Tampa Bay you know could have been way more of a live dog than they ended up being um but give credit where credit's due and the Lions defense did all right but it's just my reads of them haven't been right, and and I don't know if I'm I'm watching games at a, at a different clip, and, or I'm just not paying attention as much. But whatever it is, and not that I'm a dead ringer, but I just I usually understand everybody's takes, whether I agree with them or I don't. And this year, I just have been completely lost. I just don't know what's what's going on because my my opinions are way different than everybody else's, um, and I don't think mine are right. And my, the numbers prove it. So anyway, uh, here we got the Ravens uh, hosting the Lions. I'm going to give this one to the to the Ravens. I'm going to take the three points with the Ravens at home. Uh, Lions. Uh, Golf has done well. Uh, you, you know now they're you know hurt. Mon- Montgomery's out. I don't think he's going to play. Um, you know, I just. Uh, more questions about them being on the road for me against a Ravens team here that, you know, maybe they're starting to put things together, right? You got to re- you got adjust for Dobbins for a couple of weeks just because, you know, he was factoring in to be a, a big piece of the offense. You're trying to figure out what you got with your wide receivers, two of which were brand new, that being Flowers and OBJ. Um, and just sliding other pieces into the mix. You know, Clowney, who I think might be banged up, but he, he's been getting in there. They've been figuring out what to do with him. So, you know, this Ravens team is only developing in a positive way, you know, versus the Lions that are too good, are, are, are too good, but uh, are, are too good, are also good. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Uh, but I think here, going on the road, uh, 1 o'clock, open air uh, versus the Ravens, and it might be kind of like a rainy, shitty game. I think that leans more toward the Ravens. So give me the three. Chris is also going to be with me, and he is going to be taking the Ravens and the three points. And so that leaves one last game, and these games never get to do, but we do today because it is going to be the Thursday night game. And so we will fly out to New Orleans where the Saints are taking on the Jags. Saints, currently a one-point favorite over Jacksonville. Over-under is 40 points. No sharp action, or sharp lean, I should say. There's probably plenty of sharp action, just no lean. And the money coming in heavier than the tickets, both on New Orleans, 75% of the money pool is on the Saints, while 63% of the ticket pool is that same way. So, do you go with the Saints here over the Jags, who have a question mark under center in Lawrence, 
because he banged up his knee in garbage time last week. So does Trevor actually suit up here and play? Uh, If so, can they get it done? If he doesn't, I think it would, you know, I I think it would definitely be problematic for them. Uh, If he does suit up and he's 100% healthy, um, you know, this Saint team falls perfectly in line with both, uh, you know, the the Ravens and the Lions, who I just talked about, in that I haven't really been able to pick these teams right. I think I have bias. I, You know, for the Saints, I picked them last week, and then they ended up losing. So then I don't want to pick them this week because I thought my read on them was correct last week, and it wasn't. And so I don't want to make the same mistake twice, right? But here, I don't know. Their defense is good, and I'm going to say the same things I said on the show last week, is that I think it's a decent roster. Carr sucks. Carr is just a net negative for any team that fucking has him. Check down Charlie, and he's been that way since he came in the league. And people are still talking about it like it's, new, it's news. And, I, I mean, it's not really. I mean, it, it's kind of old hat at this point. I mean, Christ, we've been talking about him checking down for how long now? I mean, going all the way back. You know, uh, you know, Raiders, and now here, it's just enough is enough. Um, but overall, their roster is... Right now, I feel like the better roster. I think the Jags have played well. I think they played a little bit above themselves. Um, I, I don't, you know, at the end of the year, I think Trevor Lawrence would give the Jaguars a, or Jaguars, however you want to say it, uh, would give them the advantage in this game on a neutral field. Definitely in Jacksonville, I would give it toward them. But here in the Dome on the road on Thursday night, which is an advantage to the home team regardless. And then with Lawrence with a bad knee on a short week, I don't know. Saints only got to win by one. Give me New Orleans. So I'm, I'm going to throw all that in, in the bowl, turn it all up, and it's going to spit out a, a, a pick of New Orleans for El Richie boy here. And my brother's going to go the same way. He's going to go with New Orleans as well, uh, taking that one versus Jacksonville. So we're both in on the Saints for the Thursday night game. So with all of that said, we will go down now the rest of the NFL ticket for Week 7. Third down. And we will begin at, whatever, Sunday at 1. Whatever, that's a great way to start the fucking segment. You douche. Uh, So we'll start at 1 o'clock's Bills, Pats. This one in New England. Patriots are going to be a home dog. Bills currently favored by nine points. Over under is 41. Right now, the this is pros, Joes. Joes are on the Bills, 71% of the tickets, while the Sharps and 55% of the money is on New England. People have been gassing on New England all year. Uh, I, I I don't think I could ever pick them again in my life because, I, not in my life, but at least in 2023, because they have screwed me so bad, and I, I they just look so bad. So I can't get on them here. So Bills, nine points. <sighs> you know what? I was going to pick the Bills. My brother did pick the Bills. So he is definitely in on the Bills. Am I going to do that too? Nine points or am I going to do... I'm going to screw myself and I'm going to go with fucking Bill. I'm going to go with Bill. Damn it. Why do I do this? 
I just said I'm never going to do it again. And here I am doing it. Nine points is just a lot of points. And I told myself I wasn't going to do this and I was going to pick the bills. And here I am. I'm going to change my fucking... I'm going to change my pick at the last second. No, don't do it. Do the bills in the nine points. They're, they're fucking the better team. They have the better quarterback. But it's Bill Belichick, and he's at home, and they got to fix it. And this is the game that they're going to fix it. And will they really lose by fucking 10 points or more? All right, fine. Give me the Patriots. My brother's going to take the Bills. I'm going to take the Patriots. Uh, I am just a, a glutton for fucking punishment. Sorry. Bucks hosting the Falcons. Bucks favored by two and a half points. 37 is the over-under here. Uh, trifecta game, everything on the Bucks and big-time tickets and big-time money. 74% of the tickets, 82% of the money. As well as my pick, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay here. My brother is going to end up going with Atlanta. Next game up is going to be Browns-Colts. or Browns Colts. This game is going to be played in Indianapolis. Indianapolis looking to uh, rebound off what they thought was going to be a competitive game last week. It was not. Minshew kind of stunk. But the Brown and it shows here because now the Browns and that offense, that defense, offense, that defense, which has just been phenomenal, probably the best defense in the NFL so far this year. Not saying anything you haven't heard elsewhere, but uh, they got the job done versus San Francisco last week. Although San Francisco probably should have won that game, and uh, you know, if not for a couple of flags here and there, but. They're going to go into Indianapolis here. They're going to be favored on the road by three points. 40 is the over-under, and it is going not quite a trifecta game because the Sharps don't have a lean, but 77% of the tickets and 77% of the money on uh, Cleveland. As am I, as am my brother, none of us are taking the Colts. I said it last week I wanted to see a, a Minshew game, and we saw it, and it wasn't really good. So I don't know. Maybe they can piece together in week two here. Going to be tough against the Cleveland Browns, however. So uh, give both Eggie boys Cleveland on the road as the favorite and the three points. Commanders-Giants. This game also going to feature a home dog. Washington going into East Rutherford, New Jersey, where they are going to be two-and-a-half-point favorites over the G-Men. 39 is the over-under. This game is going to be a not a trifecta game because... The money pool is currently split, but the Sharps are on Washington and 59% of the tickets are on the Commanders. So can the Giants, if you think the Giants are going to get this game two and a half, you, you probably think that they're going to win. Uh, my brother is going to end up taking the Giants. I am not. Uh, I am going to end up taking the Commanders. Uh, I I, I want to go. F- I want to go with my hometown team. I want to go with my team. I, I you know they played well against Buffalo. You would think that this is the game where they're going to go in there and they're going to show you what they got. And they you know they second Tyrod Taylor game. This one at home. And you know what? I, I think the Commanders' defense is going to go in there and and screw screw up everybody's uh, hope for a win at home and at least get some kind of value for that a, a giant ticket this year by getting to watch them win uh, in front of your eyes as you're spending you know uh, fifteen bucks a beer and all the rest of that shit and twenty dollars a hot dog, but not going to happen this week. I'm taking the Commanders. My brother is on the Giants. And the last 1 o'clock game is Raiders-Bears, again, featuring another home dog. Bears, obviously, going to be without Justin Fields. Uh, yeah, he hasn't been declared as of yet, but he might as well be. He's got that uh, hand-thumb problem, whatever it was, he smashed up last week. So he is he came out, that cost me that Vikings game, fucking Bears lost. And now they are currently 
Three-point underdogs at home to the Raiders. Raiders, uh, Garoppolo, question mark. He left the, you know, in an ambulance, I think. Uh, well, I, he went to the hospital. I think it was in an ambulance, but to get his back checked out. So I can imagine that he's going to play this week. Maybe he does. Uh, check your latest injury update to see if he does suit up. But right now, Raiders favored by three against the Bears. 37.5 is he over-under. It's a trifecta game. Everybody on the Raider, Raiders, heaviest on the tickets at 75%. I'm going to take the Raiders. My brother's going to take the Raiders. You know, Bears, I just, too many question marks. Injuries. uh, Running back Herbert has been injured. He'll be out again this week. And now the quarterback's going to be out. I mean, what do you do? So uh, just give us the Raiders and call it a wrap on the 1 o'clock games. Seahawks, Cardinals. Seahawks going to be 7.5 point favorites at home. 44.5 is the over-under. Currently... The money is uh, barely on the Cardinals uh, as the seven and a half point dog here. Uh, tickets are more established at fifty seven percent on favor. Uh, well, on the side of Seattle, I'm going to take Seattle. My brother's going to take Seattle. Cardinals, nice story. Seven and a half points is a lot of points uh, for any team, much less the Seahawks. But the Cardinals seem to have basically just packed it up at this point. Uh, they, they tried really hard, but things have been falling apart each and every week. And so the nice stories at the beginning of the season are you are not seeing, uh, you know, in any kind of frequency currently. Uh, any kind of frequency currently? i, I got to phrase that a little bit better. You have not seen those same performances as the year has gone on. How about that? Seahawks, seven and a half point favorite. Give it to me. Give it to my brother. And uh, I don't know. It's the Seahawks-Cardinals. Not much more to fucking say. Call it a day. Rams-Steelers, this game going to be played in Los Angeles. Rams are three-point favorites against Pittsburgh. 43.5 is the over-under trifecta game. Everything in on the Rams. Heaviest on the money pool at 78%. Give me the Rams in this one. My brother, give him the Rams as well. Steelers coming off the bye. You know, they're fine. They're fine. They're a nice team. But you got to go on the road. Kenny Pickett going all the way out. Uh, you know, four o'clock game on the West Coast. Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't have faith in that Steelers team. And the Rams have performed better than one could have asked for this year, especially when it looked like everything was falling apart and it was a throwaway. And they've kind of, you know, put things together. You know, at least to be respectable. You know, will it continue? Through, you know, the rest of 2023, I don't know. I You know, it, there are so many, you know, factors and variables. But as of right now, they're 3-3, three and three, way better than what I thought. And I think they can get it done here versus Steelers. And it's only a field goal. So give me the Rams. Give my brother the Rams. Now we get to talk about the best team in football. And this game was a, should be a good game. And then as you watch the Chargers play, it make, just gives you way more you know, hesitation to say that this is going to be a good game. Chiefs, Chargers in Kansas City, Chiefs five and a half point favorites. 48 is the over under. Everything's coming in right now on Los Angeles. The Sharps have not taken a lean, but 72% of the tickets and 85% of the money are in on San Diego. Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs on this one in the five and a half points. Number one, it's in Kansas City. Number two, the Chargers haven't shown me enough to think that they can play with any kind of consistency at any given chance. Yes, they can blow up and, and probably produce a shit ton of points. 
But I am not going to make my pick on a whim and a prayer and think that this is going to be the game that they, you know, that they turn it up. Uh, granted, five and a half points is a lot. The Chiefs definitely don't seem to blow people out. You know, they used to, and then they didn't. Occasionally, they come through here and there, and they do, you know, really rack somebody. But the Chargers, you know, their offense... It just isn't consistent enough, and I like Spagnola's defense that I think the 5.5 is manageable. So give me the Chiefs and the 5.5. My brother is on the complete opposite end. He is going to take the Chargers in that one. And so the final 1 o'clock game is a gem. Packers in Denver taking on the Broncos. Broncos are another home dog. Five home dogs this week. Um, so the Packers are favored by 1. 45 is the over-under. 61% of the tickets are on the Packers, but 67% of the money is on Denver. Uh, my brother took the Packers in the one point. Uh, I'm taking Denver because as much as you want to tank this season and just bring in anybody and every any, anybody and everybody that can help you win, Mr. Payton, I don't even think that you could fuck up this game at home. Like, you can't do, you, you got to win this game. You got to win this game. Even if you tank the rest of the season, this is a game that you got to win. You're watching Jordan Love. He's good sometimes. He's not good others. I, you know, Aaron Jones hasn't really played, and the A.J. Dillon theory that he would explode in the absence of Jones, that's like three years going, and it never happens. So... With Jones out and Love kind of up and down, Christian Watson can always hurt, consistently, uh, you know, questionable to actually play in a game. Um, I don't know. I, they're going to be able to go up to mile high and beat a, a Denver Broncos team that has just been reeling and is in dire need of a win. I don't see it. So g- give me Denver. But my uh, brother sees it completely opposite, and so give him Green Bay. And that leaves uh, one little tiny game left, and it'll be the final game of the season. The Monday Night Football game featuring the San Francisco 49ers in Minnesota to take on the Vikings. The Vikings, our final home dog of the week. Six and a half points is the spread. 44 points. Love that number. Is the over under. 49ers favored. They have 86% of the tickets as of right now. 94% of the money pool. Those numbers are Monday night numbers though. So those things are going to fluctuate quite a bit between today and Monday. So I don't put a lot of stock into that at all. That's the way it is. And if you have, you know, if you don't understand the gambling industry at large, uh, Cliff Notes is that you usually see losses from the day pile up in the nighter game, in, in the nighttime games. In the nighter games? What? Uh, so, whatever happens during the day, you'll see a huge handle on the Sunday night game and then a huge handle on the Monday night game. And that's just, that's just the way it goes. And if you were uh, f- trying to follow or have any insight into what happened last week, it was a big week for the book. It was, uh, they went nuts. So, uh, books made cash last week. 
And I, it was a lot of favors that didn't come in. Part, you know, uh, teaser legs that were very popular didn't hit. But uh, if you want to know why, you know, gambling, everybody and their brother is trying to be a gambling operator, it is because you got, can have weeks like last week. So anyway, the 49ers were one of the teams that uh, contributed to all of those book wins last week as they faced off against Cleveland and did not win. Not only, I mean, they didn't cover, they didn't tease win. I mean, tease they lost, they lost outright. I mean, it was just a disaster for anybody invested in the 49ers last week. So now they're going to look to bounce back on the road in Minnesota. Like I said, it's almost a touchdown uh, point spread here. And seven, that seems pretty heavy. But it's not going to push my brother nor I off of the 49ers. Uh, yes, the Vikings are home. Yes, uh, you know, forty. I mean, yes, the Vikings are home. Yes, the 49ers have injuries. Uh, Trent Williams went out. There's the oblique injury for McCaffrey. Devo Samuel has a shoulder injury. But it just doesn't matter. This Vikings team is awful. They are two and four. They are without their top player, and you still have Kirk Cousins as your quarterback. And I don't know how you're going to fix any of that, much less against the San Francisco team that's just filled with studs. Even with the injuries that they have, they still got great players, you know, everywhere else. And I think the best offensive coach in the league, uh, you know, argue, you know, Reed, fine. Um, but I think I'll take Shanahan. Um, you know, he turned out to be a pretty good uh, coach. He was a good coordinator, looked to be a pretty good coach. I like what San Francisco's put together there over the past couple of years, even though I thought that the fucking John Lynch hiring was going to completely blow back, blow up in their face. It did not. So 49ers, six and a half, give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to my brother. They're the better team. Uh, you know, they can win by seven and call it a day. Uh, obviously, these lines change. So, uh, you know, do I like it as much at seven than six and a half? I mean, probably not, but I still like it. Uh, you know, I probably think they can win by 10. Uh, the You know, what are the Vikings going to do? I, I don't know. We're, we're going to see how the game plays out. But as for picking it, uh, I, I like it way more as a teaser, and you will hear about that shortly. But my brother and I are both in on San Francisco. So that does it for all of the games. Let's get into our bets and then punch out. Fourth down. So here we go. We will start off with our best bets. I will give you my brothers. He is taking Miami. He loves the Dolphins going in there on Sunday night into Philadelphia. So that is his best bet of the week. Uh, my best bet is Kansas City, that five-and-a-half point spread against the Chargers. I think that the Chiefs ultimately can open it up a little bit. And I just am not a fan of the Chargers. I was about to say San Diego. Los Angeles Chargers. Staley, I think, is a... Is a joke as a coach. I think he probably was better off, uh, you know, being a coordinator, um, you know, and he probably should stick on that side of the ball. Uh, you know, what's funny is that, you know, his defense and they came to Los Angeles and they were kind of offensive and, I, you know, I don't know. The defense, you know, that was his jam. That, that has not impressed me. And look, I'm starting to have questions about Herbert because as great as a prospect and talent as he is, I don't know. When I watch him play, there's just something lacking 
in him that I, I just I can't put my finger on. But I'm just like, yeah, he's good, but he's he almost falls into like Jay Cutlerville, right? You know, I, I don't know, not the same. He's, he's not as much of a douche as Jay, but that's. I don't know. That's just kind of the, the feel that I get. So, anyway, uh, give me Kansas City as my best bet. Give my brother Miami. As for his Super Contest picks, he's going to do the same thing. Miami is not going to be in his five picks. Uh, but whatever. It's been working out this way. So, he's going to take San Francisco, Buffalo, Baltimore, Jacksonville, and the Los Angeles Rams. And as for me, I am also going to take the Los Angeles Rams. But that is where... Our similarities stop. I am going to take Kansas City. I am going to take New Orleans. I am going to take Tampa Bay. And I'm going to take Philadelphia. Tampa Bay? What? Fucking boo. Sorry. I like the Bucks in this spot uh, against the, the, the Falcons. Uh, it's actually a game I think that we actually skipped. Um, because I think I actually went to go say the Falcons and I went and moved the Browns game. But anyway, uh, as a, a short uh, re... Uh, well, I don't know. I don't think I did it, so I can't repeat it. But anyway, Bucks uh, are favored two and a half over the Falcons. That's a trifecta game. Everybody's in on the Bucks. Uh, the over-under was 37. I'm going to take the Bucks. I'm also going to make them one of my super contest picks. My brother, actually, he has the Falcons in that game. Uh, but I just think that... Uh, you know, they could have actually won last week had Baker played better. The defense hasn't been horrific. And then the Falcons, I mean, you got John, you got Ritter, man. You, you know, Desmond Ritter, what, what, do you, what do you do with that fucking guy? I, I, I'm sorry. I just, uh, I can't, I, I can't get, uh, you know, with the Falcons. I, you know, I, I tried to last week. And the Commanders came in and beat them. And I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. So give me Tampa Bay as one of my super contest picks. So, again, Kansas City, New Orleans, Rams, Tampa Bay, and Philly for me. My brother also had the Rams. And then San Francisco, Buffalo, Baltimore, and Jacksonville. Now let's get to our gambling. Uh, he's got like 7,700. And here's what he did. San Francisco straight up for 100. He did a Moneyline Parlay. He did Detroit, Atlanta, Cleveland. He did that 100 for 800. Is that really accurate? 100 for 800, probably, because the Lions are a dog. Atlanta's a dog. And so then he put them together with Cleveland. So um, that's interesting. Let's see. The Lions beat the... Well, Lions got to get over the Ravens. That's going to be the tough, tough part of that uh, Moneyline Parlay there. I could see the Falcons uh, taking on the Bucks. So Detroit, Atlanta, Cleveland, uh, that's 100 for 800 for him. Another Moneyline Parlay, Kansas City, Miami, and San Francisco. So he's going with what he thinks are probably, I would think his argument would be that these are the three better, best teams in the NFL. So I'm going to take them uh, all here on the money line to win. 200 there. And then he's doing another one of his parlays teaser. Same teams. He's doing one leg as a parlay and the other leg as a teaser. So give him Buffalo and bring that that uh, line down to a field goal. Give him Kansas City. Bring that to uh, half a point. 
take Miami and jack that one up so that they're going to be getting eight and a half, nine points, and then bring San Francisco down so they basically just have to win. So he's taking Buffalo, Kansas City, Miami, and San Francisco straight up, and then he's also going to put them in the parlays, uh, in the tees, as the points I described just 15 seconds ago. As for me, uh, I am going to spend my money heavily uh, again. I am going to put up uh, another 800 bucks. I got crushed last week. I put up the uh, 7,600. I put up all or 7,600. Whatever it was, I put everything on the line to bring me even at 7,000. Yeah, it was about 7,600. 7,700, I put 700 on the line, and it all lost. So I'm at 7,000. I'm going to put about 800 up on the line here. Uh, up on the line? I'm going to put it online. I'm going to put it on the line. It's online. It's not on the line. What are you talking about? Uh, internship. Uh, not a great movie, but I had moments. So I am going to take... Give me two small $50 parlays to start. Give me... Kansas City money line, the Rams in the three points, and then to spice it up, give me the Giants to win. I know. I picked the Commanders. I get it. But here, I'm gambling, baby. We're, we're, we're throwing the dice a little bit. Uh, I think the Giants could win at home. So I've got to pick one of these teams that's a, a, a dog to win. I didn't pick that many dogs at all. I picked the Broncos and I picked the Pats. I don't think the Pats are going to win. I do think the Broncos could win, but they're at like one point. The Packers, I don't know. I, I think that if you put the Broncos and the Giants, I think the Giants have a better chance of winning at home, and I'm getting better odds uh, there with two and a half points. So Kansas City money line. Rams minus three, Giants money line. That's 50 to win, about 300. Now, go back to Denver. Now, give me them on the money line. Give, give me them on the money line. Philadelphia in the two and a half, San Francisco in the seven. So, give me 50 there for 364. So, I get Denver and I get the Giants. I just in different bets. Now, we're going to do a little tease action. We're going to do two teases. We're going to do a three team tease. We're going to do Kansas City. Bringing them to half a point. San Francisco bringing them to one point. And Buffalo bringing them to three. So similar to what my brother had done. He actually had done that same thing. But had thrown Miami in there. So give me KC, San Francisco, Buffalo. Put 350 on that for 9-10. Now take Kansas City. And then give me Seattle. Let's tease those down. So Kansas City to a pick Seattle to one and a half. Put 350 on that too for 642. So I'm going to be out about eight 800 bucks there. So again, I've got a $50 parlay, Kansas City money line, Giants money line, Rams minus three. I've got another $50 parlay, Denver money line, Philadelphia two and a half, San Francisco seven. Then give me two teases. One is a two teamer, Kansas City and Seattle for 350. The other one is Kansas City, San Francisco. Buffalo, both for 350. So long-winded, whether it's with my brother or just myself, I can never shut up. And we are like an hour in here. An hour in. That's amazing. Uh, I am really tired. So why don't we just punch out and get the fuck out of Dodge. Uh, I'm going to go down and enjoy myself in sunny North Carolina. Although I think it's supposed to rain on Friday, which sucks, but whatever. It's probably light rain. 
uh, add to the good time Friday night. And then I got to uh, monitor myself on Saturday because I got to fly home for, guess what? Yeah, fucking soccer. Soccer on Sunday. Uh, one of the final games of the year. So uh, I'm going to enjoy my... Uh, I don't know, hamster wheel of a weekend here as I uh, go back to wake, enjoy myself, say hi to some folks, and then get back on the grind and do the coaching gig. So uh, all the best to all of you. Enjoy your week sevens. And hopefully, if you end up betting anything that I bet, hopefully we win this week. And we come in victorious. And if not me, then my brother. And if not us, then you. So, whatever. One way, shape, or form, I hope you win, regardless of what happens to us. Enjoy, everybody. Talk to you next week.